flag a wrong point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So for a lively rave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Top, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Negro, obviously live from Calgary, Alberta. Episode number 14. Um, today is not going to be, uh, you know, not a pre-match, not a uh, post-match, uh, just, you know, a casual debate. And, you know, we got the, a very special guest, the one, the the only Al from uh, All Juve Cast. Um, but again, before we bring him on, obviously you can see him on the screen again, smash the subscribe, drop a like, uh, and you know, leave a comment, leave some questions, uh, click the notif- the bell for notification. That's going to allow you to, uh, see when the next podcast or any piece of content is coming up. Obviously check out iTunes, Spotify, uh, or Podbean. Uh, those are your, uh, audio outlets. And, um, yeah, just keep an eye. There's a lot of stuff coming. So, uh, yeah, again, without further ado, uh, welcome on the pod, Al. It's great to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be back, man. Thanks for having me. Well, it's, it's, uh, nice, to, it's nice to see you moved into the uh, J Stadium nicely. Looking good, looking good. Yeah, live here now. It's nice. <laughs> Lots of room with the social distancing. Yeah, why, why live in Kamloops when you can live in the... <laughs> the J Stadium, right? Oh, yeah. But anyways, before we go further too, um, obviously if you guys have seen my my tweets, uh, obviously Al is the uh, founder of Striped Hearts Apparel. We got to get this plug in um, because it is important because you guys are going to be saving money and uh, that's always a great thing. So 20% off guys, free shipping. I got this uh, beauty of a Marquisio. You know, you got two other designs um, obviously of the great Alex Del Piero, and obviously the Loyal Six. So, yeah, get on that, guys. Join the Striped Hearts family. Um, You won't be disappointed. Great material and great designs and more to come. Yeah, thanks very much for the plug, man. Yeah, and uh, there will be another drop coming soon, and uh, I will unveil the players, and then we will all vote uh, as Juventini together on which designs will be taken to production. Awesome, awesome. Can't wait to see that. Um, so yeah, no, obviously the big topic of, uh, you know, we're going to have debate. There's going to be four topics. We might get into a little bit of, uh, Genoa Juve, uh, at the end, but, uh, let's see where this takes us. Um, big topic right now, obviously deal just finalized. Arthur Melo, Pjanic, um, different sides of the table. For me, I'm more of a take the money and run if it's possible. Um, I think you've been vocal of liking the deal uh we did have a poll obviously on my uh page or twitter account 
And it's about 65% for swap for Arthur and 35% just taking that money. Obviously, now there's been a dispute of whether we would have even got that money um, because they're inflated values, let's say. Um, obviously, for Plus Valenza FC. I mean, um, so let's get into it. Let's say the money isn't an issue. Let's say we would get the 70 million we're talking about. What are you liking about Arthur that's, that's, that's uh, you know, better than, let's say, going out and spending that 20 extra million for Pogba? What do you see? What do you what are you liking right now? Well, no, that and that's just it. Um, if that were the case and we could get that money elsewhere, which I don't see us doing it, then I probably would go elsewhere. Yeah. But I think the whole part of the deal was the books. Barcelona needs help big time on the books. And uh, they have to move some of their younger talent, despite what the fans and even their players come out and say, speaking against this move. They're stuck. They've yeah. made some bad decisions and they're in a spot and we're in a spot and it makes sense for both clubs. And honestly, like as far as the player goes, I see a huge, just the fact that we're going from a 30 year old to a 23 year old and that in alone produces a lot of value because if it doesn't work out, you're not stuck, you know, right. in a couple of years you could make something work and go elsewhere. If we could get that money from Pjanic elsewhere, which I honestly don't see it happening, um, yeah, I mean, but you still got a lot of work to do um, to bring in, say, that Pogba, that Milinkovic Savage, as much as people like it, Lotita will not do yeah. it for anything reasonable to us. It's just, it's just not in the cards this season. If it is, I will. Eat this Juve hat on my desk, man. It's just, it's not, it's not happening, right? Yeah. Um, I, I can't see it. I think, uh, honestly, this was a, a really good piece of business for us. Uh, it allows us much more flexibility to get these other spots handled that we need to take care of. Right. So let's look at kind of the the deal as a whole. Obviously, more details have come out today. Obviously, from when I wrote my notes. So we're looking at obviously, uh, I believe it's a sixty, a sixty million uh, sale for Pjanic with obviously a bonus of five million, I want to say, and a seventy million uh, fee for uh, Arthur, and obviously a twelve million bonus. So a little bit different numbers. Um, I was a little bit unhappy about that seeing that today just because it's not necessarily going to move the balance too much because you're more you're looking at that Pjanic deal as uh, amortized so really there's not a big chunk of it left that you're it goes to it ends up being 45 yeah exactly to the positive which is which, which is, is pretty good, good. yeah which is pretty good especially like you said when we're getting the only thing that I'm worried about and I've talked about this just recently uh with Juve Club FC was a guy, and I know you've mentioned it as well, a guy that really not acknowledging the club. Um, we hear there was a turn when the salary was talked about, um, when there was that kind of five to seven million. And it does look like he has about a, I believe it's a $2 million bonus. Not sure, obviously, what those stipulations are. 
Um, so it could go up to seven million. Uh, yeah. So we don't again not knowing the fine details. We don't know how easy those are going to be to hit or not. Um, we can only hope that Juve put in, uh, you know, reasonable goals, right? You 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 want a player to be able to strive to that, but not necessarily, uh, you know, give them away as a steal, right? It's a we got to be smart in that sense. Um, it, uh, could go both ways. Yeah. No. True. True. I mean, um, uh, you, I, I I I see where you're going, you know, and I get it with the five mil plus uh, upwards of two million in bonuses, depending on what. Uh, you know, the uh, objectives are what not to hit it. But at the same time, the guy could be so pissed for being pushed out of Barca that he it lights a fire under him and he comes, hits the ground running. So True. it could go either way, man. I, I honestly don't know. I do think, you know, five mil with bonuses. We were paying Pjanic, what, 6.5? Yeah, somewhere Six. around there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, all in all. It's about wash. Pretty close to, yeah. pretty close to it. Maybe a yep. bit more for Arthur, but again, I would rather spend that money on a guy that's 23 years old that's got the high right. potential than, you know, a free transfer that hasn't played anywhere for a year or is injury prone. Like I'd rather give that money there, you know, and take that opportunity, take that chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it could go either way. This one, man, honestly, and. Yeah, I've I've said that uh, my concern was when you know you start talking about the higher wages, he's got tax breaks in Italy that he doesn't get in Spain, right. um, all this thing, and it's like, oh, uh, you know, did that really start to weigh in? But then you also have the reports of uh, uh, Agent Delict and uh, Anike, there's girlfriend, uh, you know, being close with uh, whose uh, girlfriend was it, and they somehow in a roundabout way I got think it was to... De Jong's wife and then yeah, De Jong's wife. Go. There you go, De Jong's uh, girl there, and then uh, it got to uh, Arthur's girl and talking about the life in Torino and how wonderful it is, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. So you, you never know. Uh, all we can do is, uh, you know, when you weigh it all out, it's just, it's a win. It's a win of a deal for Juve. I think yeah. ultimately when you weigh it all out, there are some... Uh, question marks and some concerns um, but you would have that with any move right. but I think in this particular one the positives heavily outweigh the the negatives right yeah just looking at his stats obviously 46 games for Barcelona three goals four assists he's pretty much a 90 over 90 percent pass completed player which is nice to see obviously you know that's a system that he's going to be going into um, obviously 30 chances created, 25 key passes, 19 tackles, one, you know, the common, you know, like, seems like a pretty, you know, he's dribbled a lot of players. Um, I don't go heavy into stats though, man. I mean, tough. they gave Ronaldo an assist last game and I didn't have him with any assists. So let's take it easy on the stats. You, you gotta, yeah. Listen to the last part. Listen to the, the post Lecce, man. I'll tell you, I'll tell, we'll talk to you about those assists. Well, I'll tell you well, about I that. I know. I'll tell you about that, man. But um, <laughs> it's, yeah, no, I agree. hundred percent. I think stats are, you know, if, especially let's say you're playing on a really good team <laughs> in a Barcelona yeah. style, that's pass heavy. You're going to look like a, a very good passer at that point. I mean, it's here and there, right? But uh, yeah, you again, take it with a grain of salt for sure. Something for sure. to something to just look at. Um, the only thing I'm also kind of questioning about, I do agree with you on on most of your points. Obviously, like you said, it is going to help us in the books wise. That's key, 
uh, I was when you were saying Barcelona is very heavily uh, hampered. I'm like, well, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, we know exactly how to play around with our books. So I think the only thing I'm worried about is if now this is it, right? We made this deal to make a good positive investment um, with uh, obviously getting rid of Pjanic, who's an older player, for a younger midfielder, which we need. Obviously, he's not going to come until next year. But then you've also seen the exodus now. You've seen Mav, uh, what is it, Mavididi. Uh, you've seen Muratore. Um, we've seen Pablo Moreno. We're in this Plus Valenza game, right? And I kind of got into it a little bit with uh, Maurizio. Good, uh, good back and forth about uh, what uh, I believe it was Cherubini, who is our CO or CFO. And he was talking about the U23 and how he wanted to, you know, it's going to be this team that's going to help us, you know, not spend as much money, give more of an identity to the team. And then you see all these deals taking place. And it just puts a smile on my face because we know how the merry-go-round goes these past few years. Obviously, you look at Pellegrini, you look at Spinazzola, you look at Keane and stuff like that. So that's my only kind of worry about the end of this is, is this really it? Are we going to look at the fullbacks? Are we going to look at maybe moving some player out? And you look at what, obviously we'll get into something a little bit later. Obviously one of the debates is about Paratici and Marotta. But, you know, it seems like they're getting the upper hand, Merda. As much as we don't want to, you know, say it, they might not be playing as well right now. They, they, they really aren't playing really good at all. But the way they're building scares me. And, you know, we hear Hakimi, but I don't want to get too far into that but because uh, it would ruin the, the fourth point. But what do you think about, you know, being able to make moves? You know, obviously the transfer window is a little ways away, right? We still have all these games to play. But um, what do you think about hamper this hampering or maybe this being the final move? Are you First worried? of all, don't ever be scared of Merda. Let's just settle that right out the bat. Don't ever be scared of those fucking clowns. <laughs> Watch, excuse my language. Uh, no, no, yeah. don't worry about it. Cursing's don't allowed, but <laughs> scared of those freaking clowns. Uh, so, you know, I think again, one of my points is with uh, this whole deal making sense now. Um, seeing those financials, um, it makes sense now why Juve pushed so hard. You know, like we were questioning it and it was like, and I was one of them and I was at the front and just like, why push for a guy that has acted like he's about to go to a mid table side, you know, right. not even acknowledging, not even saying good words. And they're like, well, you know, he's maybe playing his, his hand so that he can get a better deal. And I'm like, yeah, well, it doesn't stop you from at least acknowledging the club, showing a sign of respect. I go, Paulo Dybala did that all summer and he had right. zero intentions of going anywhere. He's exactly. still said something respectful about each club he was linked to. Um, you don't have to be that way. And it's just, it, it's it's weird to me. And then it raises those doubts. Those doubts is the guy coming for money. Is he coming for the tax break? Is he even going to care? Is he going to be committed to the cause? We got to hope that he wants to stick it to Barca. I put it in my post today. I hope that you are driven to prove them what a big mistake that they made. Right. Essentially handing you to us. 
Um, is this the last move? Or am I fear that this is it? Um, absolutely not. Uh, because of the reason that they push so hard, because of the deal they got, because of the balance to the books, the, the boost that it gives the books, making all these other moves with these young guys now and padding that even further tells me that there's going to be a big, there's going to be a, a couple key, key moves coming. Um, what those moves are going to be could go a lot of different ways because we're linked in a lot of different areas. And that also makes sense because of the fact of what type of market you're dealing with, where it could literally, a deal could be snatched up from you in a second. It could be a swap. You got to be crafty financially, but essentially making this move for 10 million euros, essentially like, but still showing a plus Valenza of 45, like that's, so key for us and we needed it because of all the handcuffs we were right. wearing right so I, I is it are we done no not at all i don't yeah, think yeah. so yeah i know and it's gonna be uh very interesting to see because uh some moves are saying that not gonna come till after the season some moves are gonna be obviously still talked about um obviously it's... i think i found out on your podcast that was pogba's contract expires so I mean, is that in the works? I mean, it's all to be seen, right? The strange thing is, yeah, Pogba comes up next season. Yeah. Next summer. The strange thing is to have this deal done, you know, and at this time of year usually is fine. But now it's like we still have a good chunk of games remaining in Serie A. Then we go to Champions League and it's like, you know, Pjanic, we can't rely on him really. Like we can't have that faith in him. Like you just don't... That's a really it. That's the part of this deal that really is going to be so bizarre. And it honestly, it's right on par 2020 because it's been such a bizarre year. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if stubborn, uh, stubborn, sorry, sticks to his guns and keeps going with Pjanic, even though Bentoncourt should have had the job after the Merda match, you know. Right now, I believe it's been said that Arthur is going to be playing. Um, in the next game, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, again, it's going to be interesting. What stipulations are on these are on these transfer deal? Uh, obviously, clauses, and then you have the obviously the contracts of the players. Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely going to be a big question because, as uh, my buddy uh, Uve Club FC said, well, what if a guy tears his ACL or his MCL, and are the clubs obligated? So, I mean, obviously, we're not hoping that on anyone because, you know, I would like to see Pjanic, like I said uh, in the last pod, you know, I thank him for everything he's done. He's been on an incredible run with us. Obviously, I'd say the last two years have been a little bit rocky. But, you know, now it's time to move on and hopefully he can he can do well. Not too well, but he can do he can turn his career around. Um, and uh, hopefully we can get great use out of, of, of Arthur. But... Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting with that. Um, but we almost need to because, like you said, uh, obviously Sari is stubborn. But what happens if, let's say, Mr. Ramsey glass knees goes or, you know, like we need the players. It's really a strange 2020. Like you said, obviously this window, no one would be usually playing games. You know, the window where you're allowed to kind of balance your books, obviously June 1st to the, the end no one would be playing during this time, right? So, again, 
it's all to be found, all to be determined. But uh, yeah, this is crazy, man. This year has been crazy. And then the window opens up again and we start next year. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's never gonna a dull be moment. It's going to be interesting. We are going to need Pianich. We're going to need all our guys in rotation. I just don't think you can bank on him as a starter. Um, but that's even before this move. Now, after this move, I feel like he's going to be, you know, he, again, it could go either way. He could be like, you know, kind of upbeat about it and want to finish strong for the UNT. I mean, he put out a very, very solid post that yes. seemed very, very legit and genuine. And, you know, it it's, it's tough, but it, his time has come. You know, yeah. like he's been a, a constant professional the entire time. He's been great. Um, he has been, you know, regressing and it, it is what it is. His time has just come and that's all there is to it. Uh, is it bittersweet? Yeah, but we we just we have to. We have yeah. to make this move. Makes have sense. to make this move. All right. Well, let's get into uh, topic number two. Uh, I know he's one of your favorite players. Um, I just ordered a jersey with his number on the back. Uh, number 12, obviously he's injured right now. <laughs> Our uh, prize left back, Alexandro, in or out. <laughs> it depends. It depends what the other moves are, um, honestly. Uh, yeah. But what, mean... but what are you – so what are you seeing – because I think me and you have a little bit of a differing opinion on this. I you think know? he's only good defensively. I think he offers nothing offensively anymore. Yeah. Um, and I see like I see our midfielders getting sucked out into the top left corner where they don't need to be all the time when he's on the pitch. And I right. see him creating uh, congestion with the midfield because he's so narrow a lot of the time. You'll see him, whether it's Rabio, whether it's Berna, whether it's Matuidi. He's like literally standing right next to them all the time in the offensive phase. And then it's like they turn to look to his flank and then he's like, oh yeah, oh, oh shit. And then he goes and gets over there. And it's like, man, by that time, these fuckers are laughing and they're just like, really? like. And then, you know, it's just, that's really the part that frustrates me the most because it's the part we need the most. Right. Defensively, the guy's stout, like no question. Yeah. World-class defensively offensively and fundamentally positionally he has looked not with it and it, that's the part that just bugs me the most and stands out the most because naturally it would we don't really struggle defensively we've got the top defense in Syria we've allowed the fewest right. goals so that part yeah that's great but the part that stands out that he does not so well is the part where we get frustrated when we have no like we we struggle positionally. We struggle offense, getting chances. We don't have support out there, and we create these nasty gaps. But those are the things I'm seeing that really don't make sense as to why he can't do them when even a guy like Blaze Matweedy gets in there and just does the basics. Did he get caught with some markers? Yeah, because he's used to playing in the midfield and letting them go right. because Sandro's behind him, right? But I just – I don't know, man. Like, I just – I think, like, honestly – He's just, he's become way too one-sided for me. That's all. I think we need a better balance. That's all. Yeah. And it's like when he, when he does it, it's, it's great. He can do it. Yeah. He just doesn't. 
we've seen a couple matches where he hits the ground running and he's pushing it and he's getting to the byline, making these crosses, these dangerous crosses, getting him behind the D. But then it's like it's gone. And he just doesn't even get anywhere near the final third anymore. And I just don't understand why. That's my real thing with him. But as far as in or out, it really depends, man. We we have to get a center forward. Have to. Yeah. Um, right back is a higher priority when a right winger beats your right backs out for their positions. That's a, yeah, that's a that's a bad uh, sign. And uh, we still need a, a big midfielder. Yeah. Arthur's not it on its own. So. Yeah. Oh, I I agree with you point for point on what on our needs. Uh, I said it exactly in the last pod. I think, uh, yeah, right back again. Uh, when a guy is a right winger and he looks so good and can be so dangerous off the bench, or obviously starting in that role, and now you have to reduce him to a right back where he's got to go that whole length and obviously worry about the defensive side as well. It does take a toll on a player. My position on Alexander was this. Obviously, he has been very defensive. I do not disagree. The stats show it, right? One of the best, one of the best uh, statistically, even if you're comparing, if you're looking at Leonardo Spinazzola or you're looking at Luca Pellegrini, I would say about 80, 90% of those stats, he's on top. When... And obviously, that's all based off of transfer marks. So if you want to believe that or not. Um, if you did look, there was an interesting stat actually before the break. He had the most dribbles besides Ronaldo and Dybala. So to say he's not necessarily getting up there, okay, let's look into that. When I watched the Juve-Milan game, right? You look at those first 30 minutes. Brilliant, I would say, for the most part. Danilo, Alexandro... They were moving up the pitch, getting the uh, the ball out wide. What's what was very strange to me is it got to a point where the ball would go up to Ronaldo, and either one of the two would push forward, let's say Alexandro, and he would almost get caught to say, "Hey, give me the ball." So I noticed there was a lot of, and I and it's and it's happened a lot of time. Both don't get me wrong, there has been congestion where you see him getting too close or not making the proper run. I don't admit that he hasn't done that. He has, but I find that there is a lot of miscommunication. Uh, obviously, he's only played those two games uh, recently because he got injured. Um, but that's what I noticed mostly happening. It was just a miscommunication between. Ronaldo and him and if you can't get that rectified it doesn't matter how many times they run it's going to work sometimes but if if he's got if he's if he's got to wait for Ronaldo and he's going to take three seconds to give him the ball I mean is he going to run offside you know that's I got I got it I got to challenge you on this one and no like first of all again stats I don't know, man. Not my thing. Stats are misleading. We want to okay. count his dribbles and stuff. Look at look at his dribbles. Where are they? They're in the neutral zone. He runs up, and then he stops. He literally, like, that's his move. Like, he will run up that byline, stop, it comes back around, or he'll get it into a midfielder and just stand there. Yeah. Um, with Ronaldo, there's never a one-two because he doesn't play the one-two. Sandra will not play the one-twos. 
Sandro also staying back and not overlapping is what's leaving defenders surrounding Ronaldo when he's out there. It's so funny because you watch, again, this is my frustration because it, there's nothing stopping Sandro from doing these things. DeShilio, for Christ's sake, of all guys, steps in uh, that match. Right. And he's opening up space for Ronaldo, just doing, just taking that run, taking that defender out of there, going down line. He doesn't have to get the ball. But yeah, but those, those were against two different teams, Ronaldo. right? Those were, against, those were against two different styles. You, got to, you have to think, when we played Napoli and we, when we played Milan, those guys were sitting behind the ball. Bologna and Lecce weren't sitting behind the ball. Whether they play behind the ball or not, you want to play behind the ball, that's fine. It doesn't stop you from having to play off one another and take a defender away from space. So if they're playing behind the ball... Okay, great. There's you more congestion. Still ha- you still have your lane. You still have to take that guy away. It doesn't mean you just, they are playing behind the ball, so we stand here. If anything, you need more off-the-ball movement to break those teams down. That's the reason Juventus can't, is because we have two players that move off the ball. That's Ramsey and Bernardeschi. Quadrado will do it as well, but Quadrado does most of his stuff with the ball at feet. Costa, Dipala, Ronaldo, ball at feet. Iguain, sorry, is another. He's a third guy that will move off yeah. the ball uh, in the space and stuff. You just, you have to do. Danilo, bless his heart, he knows what to do. He does the right things. His execution isn't where it needs to be. But he makes those moves. He makes those runs. He does them. Set, like I'm telling you, when you can see guys like DeShilio and Matuidi go in there and just do the fundamentals and it opens up the space naturally, because it's the right thing to do. That's the part that frustrates me. Sandro's just got to do the right thing. Whether the ball goes to him or not, whatever, it's fine. We are stout at the back. And if you did that properly, you know, everybody's scared about this counterattack. Well, we look bad on counters when he's not making that run because the midfielder gets caught high up right. there. And Sandro is still kind of in there. limbo in no man's man, half committed. And it creates our three-man midfield into a two-man midfield. And the D has shifted around because Sandro's still in this no man's land. It just, it's it's simple and it looks night and day. Whether they play behind the ball or not, when a team plays behind the ball, you need quicker passing, one-twos, and you need to attack the try and get in behind them and penetrate them. Because if you're just going to stay ahead of them, cross the ball into the box, welcome to last season where we were losing our minds. Exactly. It just, it's got to be, there's, and there's nothing stopping him. That's why I will fight this to the death, man. He can (laughs) do it. We've seen it. We know he can. It makes no sense to me why he can't and why when these other guys go in there, they're doing it. It just it doesn't make sense, right? So yeah. it's like if you thought he was being told, like, no, we we don't want you over committing to to hang back or not. Then how the hell are we so comfortable with Matuidi going up there and doing that and pushing that into Shilio? So that's just my thing. Is like, again, Sandro defensively I have no issues. Rock yeah. solid. It's just I don't understand why he can't. Be more supportive, make those runs, take that guy out, create that space, and leave the midfielders where they need to be in the front. 
like guys are talking like our midfield have to start shooting fuck it's so rare to get them in those positions because when one has to go out there they're yeah positionally man we we there's matches we're a mess when you watch us struggle for chances we are a mess positionally we become so one-sided oh yeah and then when we do switch field it's literally like one guy and nobody else around so it's just those things that really piss me off. May not be, you know, it's just Sandro's the victim of my frustrations because the other guys, for whatever reason, are doing those things, right? Yeah. No, I definitely would have liked to have seen him in a match against... Uh, I mean, it's too bad. I mean, I think he's... he's He, he, he would have, uh, you know... You look at the game where we... You look at uh, Lecce, right? And... You know, they could have at least been up 2-0. I counted at least two chances where one, I believe, was, uh, you know, obviously Matuidi left, let the guy run back, and Delict obviously didn't clear the ball, and he put it over to the one, uh, let you, the, obviously, they connected, and obviously the guy put it wide, but... Um, yeah, yeah definitely... and then Quadrado had that brutal giveaway, he put yeah. Delict under. They, yeah, we were sloppy. We're sloppy so, at the back and stuff, but uh, I mean, I, yeah. And at the end of that first half, granted, it came after we were up a guy. We we should have had two goals for sure. Oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Half uh, half a dozen one, half a dozen the other. It's uh, I, I don't know, man. I really, I really don't know. It's uh, do you think it was something that in Allegri ingrained, and maybe that's like it. Like you said, it doesn't necessarily make sense that does he not have faith in him making the run to I could I, I have no idea what it is, man, because when he does it, he, he's good at it. He just yeah. even when he gets in one v one scenarios where he's got the defender backing up, yeah. he still looks like he is not confident in taking a guy on. And I'm like, just go at him. Yeah. Just go. Like take him on. Like those are yeah. the times you're okay. Like, that's the time to take a guy on. Like, you're going to lose it, what, at the final third, you know, of play, whatever. And it's like, take the guy on. Try and work a one-two with Cristiano or whoever is showing. Dybala, like, a, a midfielder. Like, he's just, he's stop and then backwards. And I don't know where why that happened because he, yeah. went, he used to be guns blazing, man. He would take every guy on and... And it just stopped, man. Yeah. Stopped completely. Yeah. I think, uh, like I've always said, it's uh, it's such a difficult position to, you know, replace. I think, I mean, there's been some moves that obviously we haven't taken advantage of. But, you know, besides those, I don't know who you're pulling in there that is as defensively solid. But that's Um, the thing, though, is like I would... I would sacrifice a bit defensively if it was better balanced. Right. Okay. I'd look for something more balanced. It doesn't need to be so one-sided. I'm not looking for all-out offense out of that position, or all but out, I yeah. definitely don't want all-out defense. Like it's got to be just, yeah. just that balance, man. Yeah, and I think it's Torino. He's supposed to be back, or a little bit later than that. I'm not 100 percent sure, but. Um... Yeah, we'll definitely see what happens, and uh, hopefully. Well, that's hopefully the recovery goes smooth because they said about six games, like if, yeah, if everything went well. So we'll see what ends up happening. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Hopefully, I don't you're know wrong. How many more of uh, Danilo's eight-minute two yellows I can handle. So 
fucking tell me about that, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've snapped him, snapped that quickly in a long time for a game. Like I don't know how someone could be that stupid, making that kind of money yeah. in, in the situation that you know you're in. But anyways, um, speaking of uh, you know snapping at certain people, uh, you had a special guest uh, discuss a special coach from last year. And this next segment will be the Allegri apologists versus the rest of us. Um, I still can't believe we're in this. I mean, as bad as sorry could be, I still can't believe after this long. <laughs> I, w- I wish we would have went over the fucking topics before. <laughs> You're killing me, man. You're going to make me talk about Allegri again? Yes, man. We got to get into this. I have to get into this. The guy that ruins Dybala in his last season. Um, we're cel- celebrating comebacks with this guy. Um <laughs> I don't understand. It's two losses and we're already bringing the Allegri train into the station. What the fuck's going on, guys? Like, come on. We're better than this. Trophies, man. Trophies. <laughs> um, honestly. Uh, like, please. Like, the this, only this is a PSA. This the, is a PSA for Allegri. Please pick a team. I'm waiting. Way, I'm waiting. The only way I could put it is... Um, people, I think need to, and it's very, very hard. I said this, I think maybe two or three podcasts ago. It's really, really hard because we have dominated domestically and we've been, uh, constant challengers in Europe, you know, um, and it's really, really hard to deal with. And I'm a victim of it too. You get so used to winning that you lose sight of the big picture. And the thing is, I said it a couple weeks ago, I said, you know, it sucks to lose that Copa Finale. It was a shootout. Um, We lost the Supercopa. Yeah, Lazio kind of raped us. Um, But uh, all in all, like at the end of this year, if all we get is the Scudetto, that's a big success in a first transitional year with a new manager. Um, and a big part of your core that has arguably become complacent and not performed as well, and with shortcomings from your management yeah. in play, in personnel, player personnel. If we look at this as a big picture, this would be a massive success for Sari if we get just the Scudetto this year. you know. And if we start making some right deals, which I actually think the pandemic has kind of woken Juve up and made them more aware of their shortcomings right. in the deals and the contracts and everything. You know, if we can make the right moves like this, it could be good. It could be the start of that next step and that next level we need to get to. It's just really, really hard for us to, and we're never probably going to get used to it now, but taking those defeats, taking those hard lumps as we go through this transitional period, right? But it is. It's a, it's a transitional period, and they're trying to do it, you know, with the most minimal type of rebuild. But it is 
a rebuild and restructuring and it's a change of philosophy it's a change of attitude it's like but they're trying to do it as safe as they possibly can to still win something right and you know like i said if if sorry gets a trophy out of the two that are leaving good god if it's the champions league nobody's gonna nobody's gonna take anything away from the fucking guy you know like that that is it (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start smoking 70 a day. This bastard brings me the, that big year trophy. The thing is, he gets either one of those. Yeah. This year is a big success. A big success. To, and then it just should grow off that with the moves. Let's get him the right guys, right? The players he wants, he needs. But Allegri, I mean, when we look at the two, I think... Honestly, there's a lot of different things that we have to discuss. And I talked about it earlier on in the year as it was coming up and uh, people seemed a little impatient after we started going through this slump. But Allegri, to go to Allegri from Conte's system is very, very easy. Easy, Much, much easier than sorry trying to turn around this mentality in this club that's been safe, you know, and used to the same thing playing a slow tempo game like slow build up happy to cross and just take whatever the defense gives you even if it's absolutely nothing like just find those goals like whatever um you know it's it's a drastic difference that's one of the things allegri to his defense and i think what people you know are kind of sticking to when you look at him versus sari is much more tactically flexible you know, and it gives people that safety net feeling that if something isn't working, he'll be able to pull something out of his ass and, you know, switch something up and find something that's going to get us that dub. He just naturally built that faith uh, from fans, right? He got that faith out of them because he is much more tactically flexible. He sacrificed less players, Granted, one was Dybala, which drove all of us nuts because we love the kid. But honestly, out of that club, that's probably the only one he sacrificed. Bentoncourt wasn't able to progress much. We always questioned Allegri for how the young guys were being integrated right. and felt he was always stuck to his experience, guys. Um, and the, the growth seemed a lot slower. Sari, on the other hand, you can argue has sacrificed maybe a little more out of the players due to his stubbornness. Um, lack of flexibility. He had Bernardeschi, Ramsey um, fighting in this Trey Cortista thing that wasn't working for either of them, you know. Yeah. And he, he stuck to that for so long when he should have moved on. Uh, he had he's got Benton Coor lights out. Finally has the faith to put him in over Pjanic versus Merda, and then all of a sudden he doesn't go back to it. We see Ronaldo as center forward. It doesn't work, but he keeps doing it now. Like after the break, he started with, and it's like Ronaldo's telling you he doesn't want to play there. The players are like, why are we doing this? Dybala naturally, to me, just seemed to make sense to do that. Put him in the middle, let him play off those guys, be the link. Sorry, he kind of shoots himself in the foot sometimes just because of his mentality. But honestly, we're looking at a huge contrast in styles and what they're trying to achieve and what they're trying to do. And I think it's uh, also with just the way the team was used to playing, it's asking a lot for sorry to change that mentality that's ingrained into your spine of your team, that core. 
I think uh, a good sign is the rise and emergence of Delict. Um, we're starting to see now that he's comfortable defensively. I talked about this on the last pod. He's starting to bring that total football brand yeah. to us. Where now he's starting to get integrated offensively, and he's starting to push the field, and it's starting to draw confusion out of the defenses we're facing where he's starting to draw some more attention and it's opening up and behind them. Um, that's going to help. Sorry needs these guys to come in to this lineup to shift that, that way of playing and the way we did, you know, yeah. guys like Delict, guys like Demerol, they have the mentality of foot on the throttle. Let's go. You know, yeah. I believe Dybala wants to play that way. Um, but we have to build around him and stop, you know, trying to fit him in. Let's build around Dybala. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's actually build with him. You know, we we uh, secured Gigi and uh, uh, Chiellini. When the fuck is Paolo getting extended? Come on. I don't but know, yeah. man. I Sorry, know. Allegri, two completely contrast styles. Honestly, we have to look big picture. If we get one of these two trophies, I am happy. I don't know about you. I'm happy. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I think I think a lot of fans didn't realize the big step that we were taking. Like like you said, when we went from Conte to Allegri, it's like going up one step. Well, when we went from Allegri and we needed I think the separation is a lot of people like to look at the longevity of Allegri's career instead of the past two seasons of stagnant no growth that didn't even look close to what we were obviously going to finals and how well we were playing in his first, you could say three years. Um, and I think it's just that difference of realizing this was going to be a massive step. And I think a lot of people also thought, Oh, well, we're Juve. We could just go from, uh, being able to use whoever we wanted in whatever formation with a coach who was, very tactically capable to someone who wants to play a certain way and it being that far away. And it is. And I, and I think, and I've said this on a couple podcasts that I've had, you know, if we, ha if this was the realization that Sarri is not a great coach or an exceptional coach, then that's what we found out. Now, there's people that get paid a hell of a lot more than me and you, a hell of a lot more than me and you, <laughs> that should have sorted this out at the end of Allegri's time. You know, if you see a guy, and everybody's been telling me this, Sarri is the same way. He's stubborn. He was the same way at Napoli that he was the same way. Okay, so people are saying this around the sport. You have guys that can look into this. And if now you accept that, uh, I've I've said this. I found the management wanted to try and pull an Allegri using Saturday. They said, this is what you're going to get. Can you do it? And Saturday, being a proud man, said, yes, I can. And this is where we are. He's still going to be stubborn. He's still going to play with his ways. And, you know, like you said, I've said this is maybe this is a blessing in disguise, this COVID. You know, maybe the financial pressure... That's now going to be put on us because you've said it. We're down 120, 150 million. Who knows? Hopefully that's coming out soon because I really want to dig into that and see what the hell's going on. 
financially. But uh, in terms of Allegri, I mean, guys, I was not happy with how we were playing. We could have won every game that season. And to me, it essentially wouldn't have... It is what it is, those Scudetti. Those Scudetti. Me, losing one, and I think the fear of losing this title is what, like, those first two losses and the way we are playing and how stubborn he was and the idea is, like, oh, shit, we might go a season without winning a title this year. And yeah. that crossed everybody's mind, and everyone was like, then it was, then, then it just started, the gear started turning, oh, well, if we would have had Allegri, and Allegri knows how to win, I don't know. He should have been gone after Cardiff, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that again, we've uh, that's been debated in the in the past and how far. But you know, I think with the amount of players that were, let's say, run out, you look at, you know, certain players that we might be able to use now, the Chans, the uh, Benatias. I just I think with him, it was just it is what it was, and like you said. Everybody's time ends up for a reason or not. Conte's era ended. Allegri's, Lippi's ended. Trapattoni's ended. You know, time keeps going forward. So hopefully, like you said, we've got this kick in the ass. And hopefully now, um, hopefully it's just a, a learning curve from here on out with Sadi. You know, the tough thing is if you go trophyless. You know, this is a tough one because... Oh, it is, because the money, right? I, I understand that, like, you know, it's a rebuild and it's that. So even factoring in all these things I've talked about, about the rebuild and the transition yeah. and being realistic, at the same time, you know, you can't lose who you are. And, you know, the thing is, you can't set that precedence that, you know, you like we're going to accept this in a rebuild or anything like that, because we should still be, I think he still has the team to win. And the, the part of it that's frustrating is if we lost yeah. and we had an identity and sorry, you know, his game, what he was trying to achieve yeah. was coming through. I'd feel a little bit differently. Yeah. But the fact that what he's trying to accomplish really hasn't come through um, granted COVID break or not, because it really wasn't there before. It was flashes here and there. Right. We had a huge lull where we were getting results, but it was like, what the hell is the greasiest crap I've ever seen in my life. And that's the thing. If the biggest thing is like the identity, like why is it not getting through? Um, arguably, and I don't even think it's arguable. Like this is probably is, you know, most highest profile roster he's had to manage, you know, yeah. when it comes to players oh, yeah. and, and egos and whatnot. And maybe he's just not the guy. Maybe he's just, he can't get that identity yeah. because he can't get through to these guys. And he's not that man, that man manager that they need. Maybe they need a persona bigger than them. Maybe they need that, you know, Zidane or like yeah. just the guy that was the player that was the balls on the pitch that maybe they just need that. Maybe it has nothing to do with Zidane's tactics or stuff like that. It's just he can control them. He can get them to do what they need to do and, and buy in, right? He's got ties to Juve. I mean, maybe Sorry just isn't that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's something that's, you know, 
we've kind of learned throughout the season. And, you know, that's the, the decision the club wanted to make, right? We hadn't, we really don't have a choice over that, right? Well, um, did or did it just, was that plan B? Again, we'll never know. Hopefully there's a last dance. Right? Hopefully there's a last dance. It was scrambly. It was yeah. a, it wasn't a smooth uh process to find out who the new coach was. So who knows, man? Yeah, who yeah. knows? Um but yeah, it's we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a long road ahead. Um you know, as UV fans, you want to see the best for the club. So I mean hopefully we can see this turned around. Um, Iguain obviously came back, uh, and I was happy that he scored, um, and looked pretty decent. I mean, some, hopefully he can add that edge, uh, and that link up and maybe we could throw something, you know, I know HDR was a thing back, uh, back before this. So let's see, uh, let's see what happens. Um, and then, you know, let the chips fall where they may see what trophies are won at the end of the year. And, um, yeah, let's hopefully enjoy this. You know, we need to celebrate. Uh, we got to keep that, you know, that nice badge you have uh, oh, on your I chest. Know. And, um, but yeah, it definitely is, uh, definitely these, the, the Lazio, and you even look at Atalanta, how well they played uh, yeah. after this break. Um, could you imagine if they were even in striking distance? uh how much more worried i think a lot of us would be but um it's just watching them play i mean it's uh they just move up the pit they are in your attack like in your third final third attacking you in the blink of an eye yeah like they're just so it's so nice to watch right and uh yeah that that's it's something i've been talking about for a long time it's like it's why I have doubts when everybody is talking about players that UV needs and all this. I'm like, we have no style of play. We have no set identity. Like you watch us play. It's like our own players have no idea how they're going to score. Oh yeah. It's like they have no idea how they're going to. It's like, like they're dead. The dead in the head. Yeah. This is day one. This is day one football. Like it's, it's, it's shocking to me. And you watch these clubs and man, they just, they, they know how they're going to create chances for themselves. Everybody's playing well off one another. There's chemistry. like, And they work hard. They work hard. And sometimes like, I feel like we struggle in all those regards. I feel like we, you know, we struggle with guys who just don't know their role, how they fit in. Um, I think the chemistry um, is lacking between certain guys. Um you know, I think uh, there might be some doubts in the manager, the coach, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think there's a, a lot of things at play there, man. And then uh, just, yeah, tactically, like just sometimes it's like throwing darts at a dartboard blindfolded. Like you're just, how are we going to score a goal here? You know? Yep. It's like, do I move left now? Do you go? Where do I go? Do I stand here? Should I move? So how much are we cutting? uh, What's the check going to be cut for Gasparini this end of the year? Oh, man. (laughs) That's the other thing, too. Like, I always wonder, like, you know, how, how does he... How does he react to the expectations, the drastic change in expectations? 
That's the tr- that's true. That's the thing. That's you know, the big question, right? That's the big is question. He, is he is he killing it because they they're content getting into fourth? Like that's huge for them getting into Champions oh, yeah. League, you know. But man, if they go deep, if they make a run, like who who knows, man? Shell it out, shell it out. Okay, Jeez. let's get into the last one uh, just quickly here. Uh, Paratici versus Marotta. There's been a lot of debate. Um, who was the brains behind the, the the building of this team? Obviously from ground zero or below ground zero. Um, from Serie B, obviously, till now. Um, you look at Merda, what they're doing, obviously c- continuing to build. They're building a strong midfield. Obviously, Hakimi's been linked as well. Uh, Kambula, a lot of players that have been linked with us. And it just seems like... Uh, obviously, barring this deal that has just gone through, right, with uh, Artur and Pjanic, uh, it really seems like they're, you know, they're building a big squad. And I mean, sure, you could you could say what you want about them now, um, but definitely for us, it's more look like components are buying, and they are building kind of what I thought we were doing before uh, Ronaldo happened. So. Give us, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, some of the. I guess we, we won't find to out, prove, right? Huh? We won't, we won't, we won't find out now. Obviously, well, no, who but comes some of the out, shit but... we're trying to clean up and have to clean up is because of Marotta, Marotta? too. Like people have to realize that. Like uh, you know, um, fair play. Yeah, as far as uh, what Merida's doing too. I mean. Yeah, they're they're building a, a solid club. Um, I just I don't I don't know. I'm just I'm still not really worried about them. The only thing that worries me is like when guys like Tonali, and this is why I say like I wonder if Juve backed off because you know there's a lot of links with Juve, and I feel right. like they were spreading out their options to see what route they were going to go and I th- I feel like they I feel like they set up scenarios and it was right. like I feel like the whole beginning piece was depending on what the deal would be for Pjanic and what yeah. would happen I think now we will start seeing what they actually have in plan like it's going to start to unfold um Tonali has not finalized anything no. um you know, Merda is in the lead, um, apparently, but things can change. Kumbula, I heard, is Lazio bound. Oh, okay. There you um, go. For a small fee, which is crazy. I heard like 25 or something. Uh, crazy. But, yeah, uh, Merda's got a good project. Uh, doing it from the midfield the way Conte likes it. Uh, midfield out. Um Center backs, they started with that, but his center backs are like Godin is done. Um, Ashley Young, yeah, that's funny. Um, who the hell plays right back for? Didn't they bring Moses back or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's kind of what they're right. That's where they're looking. I mean, they're some other de- and- some other deals are pretty bad too. I mean, you can oh, keep yeah. you can keep Lukaku who doesn't score against any good clubs. So, you know that that's sweet. Um, oh, and definitely. apparently they're gonna possibly lose Lotaro, so 
Then what happens? Uh, those two yep. got good link-up, but Lukaku has scored against the top club, like, I think, ever. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it, it is what it is. He's got a, a good midfield, but this is part of the thing that I laugh about, too, when Tonali, like, reports suggest that he's uh, going to get more time there, but that midfield is flooded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sensi, Barella, Eriksson, uh, Brozovic. And then Tonali, I'm like, what do you, you don't think you're going to get playing time over Blaise Matuidi or Sammy Kadira? Come yeah. on, kid. Like, give I your th- head a shake. I think, uh, and I can't remember who came on, but they made a very good point uh, about this because we talked about, you know, the rumors were swirling before all of this kicked off. And uh, the guest told me, he said, you know, when there's a project where, the main storyline, if you want to call it, is slaying the giant. That's a big thing because your name is going to be that guy who took down Juve, eight Scudetti, nine Scudetti, ten Scudetti, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. That when you when you're able to put your name in that kind of lights, that's almost more attractive to a player because. They're they feel that they're building obviously they're they're the key to that to that success, right? Obviously, there's players who want you know they're gonna go you want to join Juventus, yeah. You're gonna be able to play to win a Champions League every year, you're gonna be able to win a scudetto every year. It is great, but I think that storyline also kind of plays a factor into a lot of these players now choosing Merda over Juve. And then again, like you said, how we're backing down with financially, we don't know why. Maybe we're getting another story than what uh, other clubs are getting, right? It's, you know, you you got to look at the relations too, right? The narrative's there. Everybody wants to dethrone Juve, but Conte's a player's guy. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Conte's a player's guy, man. Like players, like they, they like to play for Conte. Everybody that talks about him, the ultimate motivator. You know, and, you know, you see him um, running out, celebrating goals. Like, you see him hugging these guys after matches, like, right in there, you know, handshakes, like, embracing these guys and stuff. And he, like, these guys, and we saw it firsthand. They will go to war. They will die for Conte, yeah. you know. And that's, it's, when you got a guy like that spearheading this project and you put that on top of uh, the narrative of, trying to uh, build the anti-Juve and dethrone the champs. Yeah, and then the combat to that too is our project hasn't looked strong for a while because we just haven't treated it properly. And we are not, you know, people wanted to get upset about uh, Mino Raiola's words, but he was spot on. Like, if you're a young guy and you go to Juve, you know you won't be treated seriously. You, You just know you won't. And... It's a part that frustrates me, but I like the fact that, you know, now we've got the licked. It looks like they, you know, there was deals for Demerol before his injury and whatnot, but they backed off. They're like, no, we want to keep him. Let's lock up Dybala, you know, Bentoncourt, the rise of Bentoncourt is 22 years old. Um, Kuliszewski, it's yet to be determined what the hell is going to happen with this kid, if he's right. even going to play for you. Luca Pellegrini, we cannot sell, in my opinion, like bring him in. Let's yeah. see what the kids got. But it, it looks 
promising. Uh, Tonali, of course, if we can get that done, like that's great. But Arthur, Arthur's 23 years old with high yeah. potential. So it's, you know, I think it's going good. Obviously now links pick up uh, heavily with uh, Ferran Torres there. Yep, um, yep. You know, a guy that could play left or right wing. Very, very talented, skillful player. Heard he played a bit as center forward, but he's more known for his wing play. Um, yeah, like, I mean, the talks are still out there about uh, Gabby Jesus, and that's yeah. the kind of guy I'd love to see for Juve. I think it's just, it's a different element. We always seem to go for these guys that are in the box that are service dependent, and let's build a a fast, like, step on step on your throat team, guys that want to score, yeah. like, six goals a game that are fast, pacey, like, agile, technically skilled young guys, and Let's let them just have fun and just like run rampant on these fucking guys because I'm so tired of these free transfers with high wages, older guys, and just like I, I get it. You have to have a good balance of experience and young guys. But the thing is, we've been tipping the scale on the experience. Right. And it's time that we start getting the late. You know, we got to just balance it out and get that get that boosted energy driven guys that are hungry for starting spots yeah. time like get that competition going i think we just got bloated from yeah. feasting on the league yeah and i think yeah like i said it's been thanksgiving dinner man and you know you filled up too much fucking turkey too much gravy vino and you're you're laying on the couch now and you're comfortable every you know, weekend just like <laughs> <laughs> That's it, right? We're bloated. It's time. Yeah. To, uh, it's time to uh, get back in shape and take. Yeah, a exactly. You know what? We kind of uh, we kind of did this to ourselves and allowed everybody to catch up. Yep, exactly. And when you take for granted, you're gonna learn the lesson. Either you 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 regroup from that, and you you obviously make the changes that you need, yeah. or I don't want to say what the or is, but I think you know what the or is, but. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, they just guess... need to make moves that make sense for building a team, not the best deal at the time. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. I think you put it perfectly, Al. Uh, awesome points, again, as always. Um, just uh, last thought on Genoa. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Um, obviously, we're going to get a similar lineup. I'm, I'm assuming Danilo is going to slot back in there. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I, I would assume we're going to go with a 4-3-3. I haven't really looked up uh, into the uh, the lineups or anything or the projected, but yeah. uh, how do you see this playing out? Because they are a tough tie. I think they've proven yeah. in the past to uh, cause us difficulties. But just I, think we'll get, uh, I think we'll get a lot of the same 4-3-3, but it'll be a 4-4-2 uh, defensive shape. They'll keep Dybala, Ronaldo kind of higher up, and then uh, Bernardeschi I think will probably start. And then I think we'll see Costa as the sub, as he's more effective. Um, I think in the, in the middle is the big question mark. I mean, the deal's done. Uh, interesting to see what Sarri does. It sounds like from his pressers, they're just – there's not a lot of faith in minutes in Ramsey. So I honestly think it's going to be Pjanic and Bentancur. And uh, you'll probably see one of Matuidi or Rabio could go either way. Most likely be Matuidi. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, Danilo will slot back because there's no other options. Uh, Quadrado on the right. Delict, Benucci. I mean, I was kind of surprised against Lecce. We didn't uh, roll Rugani in there and give one of them a break. But these guys are on fire right now and they haven't allowed a goal for a while. So maybe just keep rolling with it. Um, Up front, yeah. Berna, Dybala, um, Ronaldo might see Higuain maybe and maybe Dybala on the right. I don't know. I don't think he'll do it. I think yeah. he'll go with Berna because Berna's put in a couple good performances and he right. he offers more defensively. Genoa is going to be a battle, man. We This one, it always is there and uh, I think it's going to be a grind. I think we'll find it 2-1. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I expect... Uh, I expect a lot of swear words and some frustrations watching this one. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, but again, we got to, there's these four games that I keep talking about uh, before the gauntlet really starts. And uh, yeah, no, it's definitely key to come out of this game with a W, just like it's going to be key to come out of Torino with a W. And um, yeah, no, but I think it's definitely going to be a tricky game. Um I'm not sure if they will. They're going to be if they're going to sit back. We might be in for again, like you said, a tough first 30 minutes, um, and then hopefully, I hope the quality comes through, or they just get a red card, like what we're used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that didn't even matter against uh, 10 man Milan for 75 minutes. Oh uh, yeah, honestly, still Shocking. confused. Still confused about that game. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll. It'll be a grind, but yeah, those those will be the tough ones when we play Atalanta, when we play Lazio, you know. And then there's Roma in there, uh, yep. I think Milan in there too. Yep. Uh, we got the Derby della Mola before that too. Yep. So. And Torino's hot as hell right now. It's super hot. So like that's the thing is they don't play this time of year. No. And it's hot there. Oh yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so just gonna have to keep uh, grinding and keep you know. Benton Core again, at least to Sari's credit, uh, apparently had some cramps in the last game. So he was definitely smart enough to take him off um, because that would be massive, uh, especially. Yeah, Benton can't go down, man. There's no. no so hopefully that, that was just a little bit of a, a hiccup, but nothing nothing there. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's see what happens tomorrow, everybody. And, uh, Al, thank you for coming on for this little – interesting uh discussion debate whatever you want to call it i think you probably hammered me on that's what the comments are gonna say but no always get me you get me fired up man you were gonna bring up sandro i knew you were gonna do that but the allegri thing caught me off guard i was like god (laughs) damn it you're gonna make me talk about allegri no but always great comments man you're always insightful and uh you know again appreciate always with the support thank you for coming on and, uh, guys, obviously check out what Al's got going on. Obviously, all you Vicast and Striped Hearts Apparel. Don't miss out on those deals because why pay more, guys? Why pay more? Um, and anyways, again, for me, at Juventinita, D-A-L, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, obviously, podcasts on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. And keep uh, an eye on for Twitter. Keep an eye out for Twitter. Obviously, links will be up as soon as possible. So, yeah, definitely going to have a post-game of the Genoa game. Um, Daniel Lucci is going to be coming on. So, yeah, guys, uh, stay tuned. And as always, fino alla fine, Forza Juventus. Forza Juve. Thanks for having me on.